Morning class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. If you're a regular, we welcome you back to Faith School. What happens at Faith School class? Uh, it's where my spirit gets fed. And your spirit does need to be fed, just like your body needs to be fed. What happens if you go for days and weeks and don't feed your body? It will get so weak, you can't even get up and walk around. You won't be able to do any kind of work. You go long enough, uh, your body would die. Well, now your spirit is eternal, so it's not going to cease to exist, but it just keeps getting weaker and weaker, and it stays in this, you know, uh, almost dormant state. But when it is fed, not just religion, not just uh, politics or social reform. But when it is fed, the anointed Word of God, your spirit goes, yay, I want some more of that, give me, give me some more. And if, if you're really fed anointed Word of God, your spirit will just blossom like a, like a rose opening up to the sunshine. It will begin to be, the scripture says, nourished up in the words of faith. And when your spirit is fed, what's our next phrase? My spirit is fed and my faith grows stronger. Well, with the heart, man believes. So uh, strong faith is going to be connected to a strong heart because that's the part of your being that you believe with the inner man, hidden man of the heart. And so you got to be fed on good, solid spiritual food. Uh, you know, I was reading the other day in Second uh, Timothy where he talks about the time is going to come, he said, when men won't endure sound doctrine, but they will be turned unto fables. <laughs> They'd rather hear fiction and entertainment than solid Word of God. Well, by the grace of God, I'm not going that way. How about you? I, I don't want just you know, fluffy, nothing, cotton candy. I want solid Word of God. Hallelujah. Sound doctrine that, that my spirit can grow up on, that I can become strong on uh, to serve the Lord. And so that's what we're believing, God, uh, that you get here. Not, not because of me. I don't have anything unless he would give it to us, but he's faithful to give us what we need. Said out loud, Father God, we ask you for the anointed word today. We believe we receive it. We thank you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So is he feeding our spirit? And our faith is growing stronger and we're learning how to be powerful overcomers. Hallelujah. Go to Acts, the 14th chapter, please. Let's continue in our study of faith for healing. We looked at the 20 individual accounts in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. 
And now we're looking in the book of Acts, we're on number uh, four in our study of these accounts, and it is the healing of the lame man or the crippled man at Lystra. And we saw on yesterday's class that uh, in Acts 13 is when uh, Barnabas and Paul began what's referred to as their first missionary journey. They left Antioch, there was a church there, and they got on a, a boat and they went to Cyprus and, and then came back around up to uh, what's now southern uh, central Turkey, the country now, current, present day. And they came through these towns of Iconium, Lystra, Derby. And that's where the chapter starts in chapter 14, verse 1. It says, it came to pass in Iconium that they went both together into the synagogue of the Jews and so spake that a great multitude, both of the Jews and also of the Greeks, believed. Man, this is pioneering. This is uh, preaching where it's never been heard and uh, people getting saved. But the unbelieving Jews stirred up the Gentiles and made their minds evil affected against the brethren. Uh, no matter how well uh, a man or woman does teaching, preaching the gospel, the word of God, there is no guarantee that everybody's going to believe it. Even in Jesus' ministry, not everybody believed and received it. Even with Paul. Not everybody received. Well, you couldn't say, well, maybe if Paul had done a better job teaching and preaching, everybody would have believed. Well, maybe if Jesus had done a better job? No. No. People have a free will. And so you, you have no guarantee that everybody, in fact, you know some will, some won't. And you don't just need to fall off your chair and get discouraged and say, well, I'm, I'm going to quit because, you know, part of the, not everybody believed. Well, Paul didn't quit. <laughs> Jesus didn't quit, right? No, you got to stay with it. And, you know, people can change too. Even people that rejected it for years have, in some cases, gotten saved later, right? And came back around. You just need to be consistent and, and, and give them something to come back to. It said, long time, therefore, abode they speaking boldly in the Lord, which gave testimony to the word of his grace and granted signs and wonders to be done by their hands. We studied yesterday from Mark 16 about how uh, the Lord confirms His Word. He confirms the gospel with signs following. Verse 4, But the multitude of the city was divided, part held with the Jews and part with the apostles. So there was a division. When you preach the truth, the Word of God, and it's anointed, and the presence of God is there, and God shows up and even does miracles. Could it result in some division? <laughs> See, that sounds strange to us. But uh, yeah, yeah, uh, it can, you know, Jesus talked about there would be households where part of this, part of the household is against the other part of the household. It you know, God is not the author of confusion, and the Holy Spirit is certainly not the spirit of strife. But some are going to believe, and some are going to reject, and that creates, uh, a, you know, a, a divide. 
if you will. Because what fellowship does a believer have with an unbeliever, the scripture said. And the truth is, not anything substantial. You can talk about the weather, <laughs> you the price of eggs and gas, but you know, you don't have the important things in common when your life, God is your life. Church is not just a little add-on to you. The Bible is not just one of many books in your library. I mean, when it is your life, when somebody doesn't even believe God exists, you don't have much to talk about with them. You just don't. And people don't like that, but it's because people say, well, you, you shouldn't let your, you know, you shouldn't bring your religion to work and school. You shouldn't bring your religion, you know, basically out in public. Uh, Jesus lives in me. I can't go anywhere without him. Right? Don't want to. Now, that doesn't mean I'm trying to shove something down your throat that you don't want to accept and believe, but don't try to shove your unbelief off on me. Right? Don't try to force me to not believe when I do. No, we're supposed to be light. Witnesses. Everywhere we go, everything we do, and if people don't believe in God, they're the ones in trouble. They're the ones that should, you know, feel that they need to change right away. Thank God you can be confident, you can be bold, you can be sure. It said... Uh, when this division occurred, there was an assault made, verse 5, both of the Gentiles and Jews with their rulers, to use them despitefully and to stone them. There was uh, uh, plans and some things going on to stone them. Now, you, you'll read later in the chapter, they succeeded. They carried this out against Paul, not now, but later. And so... Who's wanting to kill preachers preaching the gospel, reckon? Reckon who that is? <laughs> it's the evil one. It's the devil. But he can't just do it by himself. He's got to find people uh, that he can work through that'll believe his lies and yield to him. And sadly, he's had no shortage of, of people to work through. But when they were aware of this, they fled to Lystra and Derby. Cities of Lycaonia. So they were in Iconium. And now they heard about. Uh, they're just waiting for you. To go downtown. <laughs> Everybody's got their rocks loaded. And everything. <laughs> and the plan is to stone you. And kill you. Well. Uh, you have to be led by the spirit. You will find. And this chapter is really enlightening in this regard about where you go and where you don't go and when and when not there's only one way to get that right be led by the spirit you don't want in faith and following God there is zero room for pride there is zero room for showing off you, you do not let your mind track down the path of, well, I'm going to show them. I'm going to show them how a real man of God does. Well, you're about to get in trouble. <laughs> you're about to get in big trouble. You better pray. You better seek God. Ask him, what do I need to do? Well, on this occasion, the Lord said, y'all better get out of town. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> and so they fled. 
What does that mean? No messing around, is that right? We're out of here. We're gone. And so they fled Iconium and they went to Lystra, another town miles away. And Derby was yet another town miles away. And of course, you got to remember back then, if a, if a town was 20 miles away, today that's like being in another country. You know, a lot of people lived and died and never left their little village area. So uh, you're, you're 20 miles away, you're likely not going to hear from anybody from the other town. And so uh, they went to these cities, and verse 7, what did they do? What did they do, verse 7? Everybody said out loud. There, there. They, preached they preached the gospel. The gospel. What did they do? Preached. They preached. What did they preach? The gospel. The gospel. What is the gospel? We talked about that yesterday. What is the gospel? It, uh, it literally means uh, good news or good message or good report. It can be translated uh, good tidings or glad tidings. Well, tidings is news or announcement or report. So the gospel is good news, not bad news. Uh, sometimes uh, I've referred to this in the past that, you know, people have thought that uh, preaching the gospel was about scaring people out of hell. You know, you're going to hell if you don't change. Well, that's not good news. <laughs> Come on, class, are y'all with me? You're going to hell if you don't change. That's bad news. And I said, well, isn't that the gospel? Not exactly. No. The good news is God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them. What does that mean? God's not mad at you. I said, God's not mad at you. God's not looking to stomp you. <laughs> God's not looking to destroy you. If he'd have wanted any of that, all he'd have had to do is nothing. Just leave us in our plight. But God so loved the world that he gave Jesus. He sent Jesus. And Jesus came and he took our place and he paid the price. And God, had the Father, the righteous judge of all the earth, he has accepted the sacrifice of Jesus as the propitiation, the appeasement, the satisfying for our transgressions and sins. So God's not looking to punish anybody for their sins, Jesus took it. Oh, praise God. Can, can you see this? And so uh, then that, that passage I was quoting from in 2 Corinthians where it says, God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. It goes on to say, we as ambassadors for him, we beseech you be reconciled to Christ. That's the proclamation of the good news is that God has received Jesus' sacrifice for you. And now he's saying, be reconciled. Come to God. Believe God. Receive Jesus. Come. That's the call. That's the gospel. And if you receive him, there's no bad news. Right? Only good news. If you receive him as your Lord and Savior, you commit your life to live for him and follow him. There is no bad news. He's with you always to the end of the age. 
you have a secure part in his family and kingdom. If you say, I don't believe in all that junk, I don't need church, I don't need this Jesus thing, then we've got some bad news for you. <laughs> you are going to hell if you don't change. Uh, the place it wasn't originally created for you. It was created for the devil and his bunch. But if you don't want God, there's only one other side. There's only one other place to go. But don't lead with the bad news. Lead with the good news. Is that right? Start with good news. And that's the gospel. So thank God that's what they were proclaiming. Say it out loud again, verse 7. What what'd they do there? They preached the gospel. Man, this stirs me up every time I hear it. There they, because that, that's my job. Hallelujah. That's my job too. And, and, and you have a part of this job, ever what that part is, being a light of the gospel, be you know, sharing your own personal testimony, uh, or teaching or preaching it, or helping the church or the ministries or whatever. Everybody ought to be about the business of proclaiming this good news. Is that right? <laughs> to the entire generation of the planet. Because he said when this gospel is preached to the entire world, he said then the end will come. That's what uh, the Lord is waiting on for the precious fruit of all the earth. And, and you might say, well, you know, Christianity as a religion has been around for centuries. You know, wonder what the... No, he didn't say when uh, uh, religious Christianity... He said when this gospel is preached. And a lot of what has been preached has not been this gospel. It has been men's ideas. It's been tradition. It's been any number of things. In fact, tradition has made the word of God of none effect. But no, when this gospel, everybody say this gospel, this, this gospel, this, this, the one, the only, the original, the genuine, hallelujah, hallelujah, good news about Jesus. When that's preached everywhere, then it'll be finished. Then the end will come. Well, there they preach the gospel. Notice what happened next. And... There said a certain man at Lystra, impotent in his feet, being a cripple from his mother's womb, who never had walked. This is uh, similar to, to the other situation we read about in uh, Acts 3, the lame man at the gate called Beautiful. This is a grown man. He's never taken a step in his life. The word uh, translated King James, impotent in his feet, means his feet had no strength. They had no stability. You couldn't stand on them. They, they didn't work. And apparently this has been from birth. Had never taken a step. The same heard Paul speak. What did he hear Paul speak, class? What, what did he hear? What did he hear? He heard the gospel. And it said, Paul, steadfastly beholding him and perceiving that he had faith to be healed. How do you get faith, class? How do you get faith? How do you get faith? Comes by hearing. What did the man hear? Where did he get faith to be healed? From hearing the gospel. That's where he got faith. To be healed. This is not just faith to be born again. Faith to be healed. He said with a loud voice, Stand upright on your feet. 
And he leaped and walked. Whoo! <laughs> Happy day. <laughs> when you've never taken a step in your life. And not only can you walk, you can run, you can jump, you can leap. That's not just restoration. That's a miracle of healing. Now, this is the fourth account in the book of Acts that we're studying, the healing of the crippled man at Lystra. And it is one of my personal favorites. I mean, I, I, I like them all. This one I always get so stirred up about because this healing is the result not of any special gifts of the Spirit. This is a, the, a miracle of miracles. The result of the man's faith that he acted on, that he got from hearing the gospel. Oh, come on, can you see that? You see why I'm excited about this? Because this will work anywhere, for anybody, anytime. Hallelujah. Anywhere. For why? Who's the gospel for? Who, go into all the world. Didn't we read that? Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every created being. Who is the gospel for? I know some years ago, I had somebody want to take me to task. And they said, uh, they said, we don't believe in all that healing stuff. We just preach the gospel. <laughs> and immediately my mind raced to this. We don't preach that healing stuff. We just preach the gospel. Well, now, when Jesus preached good news, people got faith to be healed. When Paul preached the gospel, people got faith to be healed. True or not? When the 12 preached, people got faith to be healed. When the 70 preached, People got faith to be healed. When Peter preached the gospel, people got faith to be healed. So if we're preaching the same gospel that they preached, it should be producing and it will produce the same faith, the same results. See, the good news is the good news about all that the Lord has done for us, all that he has purchased for us in his death, burial, resurrection, and ascension. You'll hear the term full gospel. Well, that implies that there is not quite full <laughs> gospel. Uh, go with me to the book of Romans, and uh, let's see why, why that phrase would, would even be mentioned. Romans 15 Everybody said out loud, thank God for the gospel. Oh, the gospel. You reckon there's more to be learned about the gospel? Oh, you know there is. Don't, don't imagine that you already know everything about the gospel. In Romans 15 and um, 19, he said, he's talking about his ministry that the Lord sent him to minister to the Gentiles. Letter part of verse 18, talking about the things that Christ uh, worked through him or didn't work through him. He's, he's talking about both sides to make the Gentiles obedient by word and deed. 
Well, we're reading about that, part of that, when he went to these places where the gospel had never been heard before, and he's preaching to the Gentiles. These are non-Jewish peoples. Verse 19, through mighty signs and wonders, by the power of the Spirit of God, so that from Jerusalem and round about unto Illyricum, I have fully preached the gospel of Christ. Hallelujah. Uh, I've strived to preach the gospel, not where Christ was named, lest I should build upon another man's foundation. So is he talking about preaching the gospel? Yes, he is. Notice that phrase, verse 19, I have fully preached the gospel of Christ. Say it out loud, fully preached. Fully preached. You know what you get when you get, when you, when you do fully preached? You get fully confirmed. Are y'all listening? Fully preached gospel is gospel fully confirmed. Notice in the latter part of this same chapter, that's Romans 15. And in verse, uh, well, verse 28, when I perform this and seal to you this fruit, I will come by you into Spain. So uh, Paul did a lot of traveling, right? Uh, and still today, that's a, you, you got uh, two basic outreaches of ministry. You've got the, um, uh, the church, the local church that the people come to, and then you've got the arm of ministries that go to, particularly the unbelievers. And uh, so you've got uh, um, pastoral ministries and you've got uh, traveling ministries, evangelical and, and teaching and those things. And so he's, he's doing the, the traveling. And he said, uh, when I come to you, verse 29, I'm sure that when I come to you, I will come in the fullness of the blessing of the gospel of Christ. I've fully preached the gospel. So everywhere he went, he endeavored to preach all the gospel. Is that right? And he said, and I'm sure when I come to you, the same thing's going to happen. It's been happening in these other places. We're going to experience the fullness of the blessing of the gospel. Is there blessing in the gospel? Yes. In fact, the blessing is a big part of the message of the gospel. I know that sounds strange to some folks, but Romans chapter 4, study it if you've if you got questions about it. We'll, perhaps we'll talk about it later. But fully preaching the gospel and people believing it and acting on it results in God fully confirming his word with signs and wonders following, which is a manifestation of the fullness of the blessing of the gospel of Christ. I like you saying that, full. Fullness. Fullness. Does it sound like God? Fullness. He's not an empty God and he's not even a half full God. He's not even a three quarters full God. He's a fill your cup running over God. Fullness. And our time's up again today. Said out loud, I live by faith. I walk by faith. I overcome this world. By faith, I'm strong in faith, giving glory to God. There's a lot more to be seen. Come back tomorrow. 
We'll see you soon here in Faith School. I've got the victory living inside. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390. 